You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, where you'll learn step-by-step how to meet and seduce beautiful women, whether you're looking for one night of fun, a week-long fling, or a long-term relationship. I'm your host, Trip, and the episode starts now. Hello and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. So, interesting, huh? You are here to learn about what women think about penis size. That's right. That's what today's episode is all about. I get a lot of complaints, guys saying, uh, I only have six inches. I only have five inches. I only have three inches. Yada, yada, yada. Or maybe I have nine inches. I'm too big. Women don't like it. It hurts them. They are not enjoying sex with me. So what's the deal? We're going to be getting into this. I'm going to be giving you some of my thoughts and giving you the the real deal in terms of how women view this. Okay, so, so rest assured we have some answers. We have some thoughts. We'll get into it. Okay, so a couple updates. If you don't already know, I'm doing a live show every Tuesday and Wednesday on YouTube. I know this isn't YouTube. This is the podcast, but some people like to interact with me live on YouTube. And so that's 12 p.m. Tuesdays, Central America time. Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Central America time. So you have a couple time slots where you can join me, ask questions. You can even call in. That's right. You can call in. It's a live show. I have a phone number and you can get your questions answered. So please join me. Join me for those, of course, as well as the weekly podcasts that I'm putting out. Also, I'm getting a large influx of applications. And boy, I want more. I want you to fill out an application for coaching. That's right, for my coaching program, for the Trip Advice coaching program, where I work with you one-on-one. This is something that I've been doing for the past few years now. I did take a long break. That's right. I was coaching when I first started Trip Advice back in 2011. Then I took a maybe three-year break because I focused more on building this podcast, actually building the YouTube channel, as well as building out some of my online programs like Hooked, which you might have. If you don't, you can check it out at getherhooked.com. That's my really my essential guide to being able to attract women with my, my DET method. So you can check that out. But if you're looking for more hands-on which a lot of guys are. If you're looking for more of that hands-on approach where we can get you faster results, then I suggest that you check out the application for coaching and fill it out so you and I can get on a phone call and see if coaching is right for you. It's really good for guys who are just completely stuck and they don't know where to go from here. Or maybe they do know where to go, but they just can't get themselves to do it. So they need the motivation, they need the accountability, and that's what the coaching program does. As of now... I'm working with a little over 10 clients, and that's usually the cap that I have. But I'm always taking applications so we can get you to eventually come into the coaching program. So apply today for you and I to be able to get on the phone and see how we can take you to really, I want to say the next level. And that is a little bit vague. I know I say that a lot, get you to the next level. But for you, you need to decide what does that next level look like? For some people, it's getting conversation handled, being able to know what to say to a girl. Maybe it's understanding how to physically, sexually escalate with a woman so you can escape the friend zone. 
How do you get her interested in you through conversation? How do you get her attracted to you? So these things are the things we go over in the coaching program. So go to coachedbytrip.com right now and apply today. Coachedbytrip.com. That link is in the description. Okay. Ooh, let's do it, man. Let's get into it. So let's talk about penis size for a second. Let's talk about penis size. Yes, guys saying, I only have three, four, five, six, seven inches, whatever it may be. Here's here's my opinion. I think that guys are really insecure about their size, mainly because of porn. I think that if porn did not exist, then guys wouldn't care. Because what happens when you watch porn? Well, you're going to see guys who have been hired because they are well endowed, right? That is the reason why they are a porn star. And then you see, of course, women who, you know, most of the time, I know there's a lot of different types of porn out there, but who have big butts, big boobs, really pretty faces, right? Everything is very exaggerated. That's because it's lending to the fantasy. However, something you have to understand is that the reason why porn stars, male porn stars, have big penises is not because necessarily it's what women are attracted to. And of course, a lot of porn out there is more dedicated to guys and guys don't care about penis. But what they do care about is seeing sex, right? You're, you're watching porn so you can see sex. Well, it's easier to look and see sex and see all the different things they do when the guy has a bigger penis. If he has a smaller penis, it's harder to film. So legit, the reason why you're seeing guys with big penises is because it makes it easier to film and see what's going on. That is why. That is one of the main reasons. Not to turn you on and it's not even necessarily to turn a woman on. It's just so that you can see what's going on better. And if a guy has a smaller penis, it's hard to film. That's it. That's it. And of course, you're not turned on by a penis because you're straight, if you are and listening to this. But you are turned on by the act of sex. And the act of sex has to involve a penis. So you're not not attracted to the penis. You're attracted to the penis going in the vagina. I feel like I'm talking about sex ed right now. So it's kind of crazy, right? You never thought about it that way. And by the way, that's not something that I just came up with. This is something that I've learned. I've actually talked to people who were in the porn industry. I believe I do. Not I believe I know I have a... Uh, interview with a former male porn star named Dave Pounder. What a name. And that episode is available on How to Talk to Girls podcast. It's from a few years ago, but he's a smart dude. And it was a very good interview. And I believe it was from him that I learned that. But either way, that's the whole idea. So you are probably insecure for that reason and that reason alone. Because you think, oh, women are so turned on. By the way, again, porn is fantasy. It's not real. You see these women being turned on. They're acting. They're acting. Everything everything is exaggerated. Everything from the acting to the people to the body parts. It's all exaggerated because it's a fantasy. It's a movie for you to enjoy. If it was boring, if it was not as exaggerated. You wouldn't watch it. And the people who are in the industry wouldn't make their money because it's a money-making industry. It is a business. So understand, first and foremost, that's probably the reason why you're insecure. Also, you know, you do see things on the internet and memes and maybe TV shows where girls are making jokes like, oh, he has a small penis. And 
I will be honest with you. If you have a very small penis, something known as a micro penis, that actually might be hard to turn on a girl. A girl does need to feel you inside of her for her to feel some sort of pleasure. Okay. But here's the good news is that it's not like you need this gigantic penis to be able to pleasure a woman. Okay. As long as she can feel you inside of her, there's good news there. Okay. So, and that all depends on how big you are and the shape of her vagina. So there's always different variables. So it's not like she's looking for something so big. In fact, there I believe, I've heard this. I've heard more complaints about women dealing with guys who are bigger than smaller. At least that's my experience. Because when they're bigger, it hurts. It's hurt. It's painful. And I get it. On the other end, it's like, well, on the other end, it's really small, so she can't feel anything. So there's not really a win either way, but understand that it's not like all women are looking for this very well-endowed man. They just want to be able to feel it because that's what's going to hit the walls of their vagina and hit the pleasure centers there. But there are things you can do if you are too big or too small. And one of them is you can be amazing at foreplay. And also, there are various positions that you can use if you're too big or too small. Okay, And by the way, it's all subjective too. Some women are going to be feeling you if you're too small and some women can handle you if you're, too, if you're too big. It all depends. So don't even think that your size is like, okay, no women's going to feel me or I'm too big and every woman's going to be in pain. Okay, so you have to understand that it's all subjective. But let me tell you something. If you are a good lover, what does that mean? That means that you are attentive in the bedroom. That means that you are very good at foreplay. A lot of women... I can't, I don't have the stats here, but again, just trust me because this is all coming from things I've read and things that I've personally just talked to a lot of women. And a lot of women, they have trouble having orgasms from sex. Most women have orgasms through clitoral stimulation. Okay. So while sex feels good to them, a lot of them are having the orgasm through the clitoral stimulation, which has nothing to do with the actual penetration of you inside of her. Okay, so you can still be able to turn her on no matter how big your penis is by being able to be really good at foreplay or afterplay, whatever you want to call it. But being able to stimulate her, her clit with your mouth, with your mouth, with your hand. And these are things that you can totally learn and get good at. Okay, these are things that you can learn and you can get good at no matter what your actual size is. So I want you to have comfort in that. That's kind of what this episode is about, giving you some of that comfort that, hey, don't worry, don't worry. You're still going to be able to turn her on. You're still going to be able to please her. Okay, so if you are on one end of the spectrum here, again, micropenis, uh, I believe that's maybe like an erect one inch, maybe, maybe one and a half inch, maybe two inches, or you're on the bigger size, which I believe is maybe like seven, eight, nine plus. If you're on that size, again, still, don't worry because you will be able, you'll be able to please her doing other things. Okay. So understand that. And also, it takes a little bit of communication. So whether you're too small, too big, whatever it is, wherever you are, when you're with a woman 
And again, this is more for the advice of guys who are looking to get into a monogamous relationship or really it doesn't matter what kind of relationship, but any sort of relationship where you're seeing someone over and over and again. Everyone has different sexual fantasies. Everyone's turned on in different ways. It's just, it's this big spectrum and it's so different for everyone. I feel like even in some ways, uh, a sexual appetite is almost as diverse as a as an actual appetite for food, right? We all like different things. Some people like sushi, some people like Italian, some people like a hamburger, right? We all like food, but we have a little, we have different tastes. I believe the bedroom in a sense is, is similar to that. Like we all like to have sex and sexual pleasure. And, and some of the things we can all share and we all like, like a lot of people like French fries, right? And the analogy here, maybe like a lot of people like, of course, intercourse and clitoral stimulation, things like that. But we have these different things that we like in the bedroom, men and women, okay? And so because that's the case, we can talk to the person that we're having sex with and we can say, hey, we can say, hey, let's get on a level here and let's talk about what we like. And if you have no pun intended, the balls to be able to bring that up, even on a first or second time, she's going to be like, wow, this guy's very comfortable, very confident. So you can even bring that up on the first time you guys are having sex. Just say, hey, what do you like? You know, of course, this should be like when you guys are having sex or afterwards or whatever. Don't just do it like when you guys are just having a glass of wine sitting on the couch and there's no sexual tension at all. But you can say, hey, what do you, what do you like? What are you into? And some women will be open to telling you. Some women won't be open that fast. It might take a little bit of time, but at least you can start the conversation. There's nothing wrong with it. Get to know what she likes. And then boom. And then listen, I'm just going to be real with you because I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat everything. Some women are just not going to be, they're not going to have it if you have a really small, small penis and and even on the other end, a really big penis. Some women are just like, sorry, this is not working out. But where I do give you some motivation or some positive thoughts here is that there are women where you will be able to be okay with. And also, if you're really good at foreplay, really good at pleasing her in the bedroom, let me just tell you that that is going to be hard for her to say no to you. Even if you guys aren't having this amazing penetration type sex, you being able to be very good at pleasing her in other ways is going to be very powerful because a lot of guys don't pay attention to it. You know, A lot of guys don't even study it. And it's funny because there are courses online, there are articles, there's so much that you could be able to learn from to be really, really good in the bedroom. There's so much opportunity for you to learn this stuff. There is absolutely no reason why you shouldn't be somewhat above average at being able to please a woman. Okay, my friend, let's go into some Q&A. People email in questions and I'm here to answer them. If you want to email in your question, you can do the same. Just email me trip with two Ps at tripadvice.com and put in the subject line podcast question and I will answer your question here on the podcast. The more detail, the better. So take hint of the kinds of emails I'm reading so you can understand what kind of detail to give so I can answer your question. All right, so we got Anthony. He says, hey, trip. my name is Anthony. I'm 23 years old. I was wondering if you could help me with this situation I'm in. I'm pretty close with this friend through college, and we've been friends for about three years. The situation. I went to a baseball game with this friend and never met his sister before. I flirted with her a bit, but nothing like being physical because it was my friend's sister. 
Once she picked us up from the bars, I ended up watching a movie with her. Nothing happened because I wanted to talk to my friend first about making a move such as asking her out. The following day, I texted my friend about possibly setting us up. He said it seemed kind of weird, but he would ask. It's been about three days now and he hasn't said anything. What should I do to pursue more? Should I look her up on Instagram and follow her? How do I make my friend comfortable with this situation? Should I wait and see if he says anything? Should I reach out again and ask him what she said? Thanks, Trip. Okay, so a few things here. First of all, if he has not said anything, that's not a good sign. That means that he is maybe avoiding it or maybe he did say something and she said something that you don't want to hear and he doesn't want to make you upset. Point is is it doesn't look good. But either way, whether he responded to or not, my advice here, Anthony, do not date your friend's sister. Do not date your friend's sister. If this is a friend that's not really close to you, but it seems like uh, it seems like you are. You said, I'm pretty close with this friend through college, right? You've been friends for three years. Let me tell you something. Bros before hoes in this situation, which means that You want to put more priority into the friendship than what's going on with this sister. It No matter what, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, it's going to be uncomfortable for this guy, knowing that his friend is dating his sister, right? He's going to be protective. And also, it's just a little weird. It's just a little weird because you're his friend and... It gets complicated. What if you guys don't work out? And the odds are, by the way, even if all this goes smooth and your friend was like, yeah, date my sister. And and she's like, oh my God, this is great. And she likes you. There's no guarantee that you guys are going to be able to stay together. Why? Because you're young. And who knows what's going to happen with this relationship. And what could happen is if you guys break up, Whether you break up with her, she breaks up with you, whatever the situation. And again, odds are that this will happen. That is going to be detrimental to your friendship. No matter how careful you are, no matter how mature you are, it will be tough on the friendship with you and this guy. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So please practice what I call the abundant mindset, abundance mentality. Okay? Don't just go for these girls who are your friend's sisters or you know a girl at your work or the girl who works at the gap that you like like you're making this just tremendously difficult and really just trying to go for this like one girl okay maybe not the gap example it's fine to to talk to a girl at gap but i guess my point is is that a lot of guys they idealize like one girl they oh that one girl that i always see at the gap that my friend's sister the girl at work that I work with who's next to me in the cubicle, right? This is bad. It's bad for your mindset because you're trying to focus on one girl that you're idealizing over when you have to understand that there's more women out there. So why is this bad? Because you don't want to date your coworker. You don't want to date your friend's sister. It's messy. Okay, you can date the girl at the Gap. That's fine. But still, you want to just try to meet women out and about, whether through an app or whether through cold approach out at bars or on the sidewalks, but don't just settle for these women because they happen to be in close proximity to you. It's not good. Not good for you. Practice abundance. There's more women out there who are going to have better situations for you to be in. All right, here's another question. Hi, Trip. I have a question on my current situation. After five months of seeing a girl, I told her that I can imagine more than just seeing each other. 
Afterwards, we went on a date. And after a couple of weeks, she told me that she does not see more in me. I did the no contact thing and told her that I don't want a friendship. My question, after two months of not hearing anything, is it worth it to approach her even though she rejected me once? Maybe with a better approach? Or should I just move on as there are plenty of new girls to meet? Kind regards, Timmy. It's funny because you're probably thinking right now that I had this question lined up because it's similar to the last one, my similar answer. But really, it was the next one in the queue. So Timmy and you who's listening, what do you think I'm going to say? Move on. Of course, please move on. Yes, there are plenty more girls to meet. You don't want a girl who doesn't want you. Do me a favor right now, by the way, if you're listening to this podcast, I want you to go to Instagram right now. I want you to follow me at TripAdvice. Trip is a two-piece. TripAdvice is one word. Go to Instagram, follow me, DM me, by the way, and say hello and say you found me from the podcast. In fact, you can even say you found me from the podcast about the six inches. So I know that you found me from this episode. So find me, follow me. Okay, the reason why I'm saying this is because there's a, a two-minute clip where I go on a whole rant of why you don't want a woman who doesn't want you. So whether you're listening to this podcast recent or if this is a year later, you're going to find in IGTV a video where I go on a two-minute rant about what to do when she doesn't like you back. And I'll give you a hint. You need to move on because you don't want to be with a girl who disregards you. Please disregard the women who don't want you. You want a woman who wants you. That is important. Don't chase. Don't chase. Bad for your health. What an episode. All across the board here. All across the board. I hope that this was helpful for you. Don't forget, if you go to coachedbytrip.com, you'll find an application where you and I can work together. We can work together on your confidence. We can work together on your charisma. We can work together on getting over the fear of rejection and work on being able to approach women that are not your friend's sister and not the girl at work and not the girl who's rejected you. Let's get some fresh women, women that are going to be really, really into you. I'll teach you how to do it. Go to coachedbytrip.com and apply today for coaching. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. Would love to say hi to you in the DMs. Slide into my DMs. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm going to go get a glass of water because that's what I need right now. All right. See you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. 